Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast after Anzac Day, Wednesday, 26th of April. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. And we've just had the CPI number, the headline inflation number, slowed from 7.8% to 7%. This is the headline number. This is for the December period. Consensus was 6.9%, so not as good as expected at the headline, but the core CPI number, which is seen as a bit of a cleaner number, was plus 6.6%, down from 6.9%, and the consensus was 6.7%. So that's a little bit better than expected. And on the back of that, the market was sitting at 7,300. We are now at 7,314. So it's gone up about 10 to 15 points initially on the back of that. The Aussie dollar jumped and then fell. Henry and I have concluded that it's a bit of a yawn. It probably allows the RBA next week. They have a meeting on Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month, of course. And that probably allows the RBA to do whatever they want. But I think a pause is certainly on the cards. Yet to see what the wash up from the Australian strategists suggests, but I think you'll find that it's reasonably positive. In other words, we won't definitely get a rate rise next week. Now, bit of a shabby night overnight on Wall Street. As I'm sure you know, not every day the Nasdaq falls 1.98%, not every day the S&P 500 falls 1.58%, and the VIX volatility index up 11%. Still at low levels, but... You can see what's happened overnight. Dow Jones down 345, by the way. You can see what's happened overnight is there has been a recurrence of regional banking concerns. Now, it looks shabby to hear that the First Republic Bank, which is one of the US regional banks, dropped 49% last night on liquidity concerns. In other words, it could go bust. And it could be the third bank to go bust after the Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. They reported a big drop in in deposits in the last quarter they've lost 100 billion dollars worth of deposits and are pursuing strategic options there is chatter about them being taken over but who would want to take on a massive write down asset sales expected the stock is 36% shorted and all the other regional banks fell over on the back of that as well PacWest Bancorp fell 8% Western Alliance Bancorporation fell 6% Zions Bancorp fell 4% at 4%. And even the big investment banks, JP Morgan down 2.2%, Bank of America 3.1%, Citigroup 2.3%, Goldman Sachs down 1.3%. In other words, a bit of banking stress coming back into the system. And on the back of that, I have sold Macquarie in the Macquarie portfolio today. You'll find that in my section, but I've sold it on the open. We have locked in a 5.8% gain from when we bought it 27 days ago. And whilst our market has behaved quite well today, no panic here. I'm still happy to have locked in that gain. There are a few other factors I'll get to in a minute. There are a few other factors driving that decision at the moment. So scary stuff overnight, or is it the First Republic Bank 
falling 49%. I would just point out to you, this bank has already dropped from $140.50 down to $16 prior to last night. So a 49% fall takes it from $16 to $8. But when you consider it was up at $150 at the beginning of this crisis mid last month, you begin to realize we're into the world of small numbers. This is where small moves look large, but in fact, you're using smaller numbers. So 49% sounds like a lot, but the damage was done last month. So nobody too panicked by it. The KBW Regional Bank Index dropped 3.9% overnight. The not-so-regional bank index dropped 3.4%. It's down 22% this year. So a bit of sector stress coming back in. That's rather prompted me to uh, react. But there is quite a lot of other stuff going on, which has also driven the decision to sell Macquarie and just get back into cash for the moment. The other one is you might have seen a fairly sharp drop in consumer confidence in the US, a sharp drop in bond yields overnight, 10 year down 11 basis points, two year down 19 basis points, quite seismic stuff. And in a rush to safe haven assets, the US dollars jumped half a percent. And as you hopefully know, when the US dollar goes up, commodity prices go down because they become more expensive in US dollar terms to everybody else in the in the world. So you had copper down 2.5%, nickel down 4.7%, aluminium down 2%, zinc down 2.5%, and so it goes on. We also had BHP and Rio down 3.4% and 3.6% in the US overnight. The resources sector seems to have turned the top. It's about 25% of our market, obviously. That's turned the top on our market a little bit. Have a look in my section. The S&P 500 chart has also turned the top. Short-term stuff, this. And then we've got this bank sector stuff blowing up again. So enough reason there to just back off. I was also keen to take a 5.8% profit on our Macquarie portfolio and go back into cash. We only need to do that three or four times a year to give us a 20% return. And the idea is that we're not sitting here with our fingers crossed. Buying Macquarie at the bottom of the banking crisis was a bit of a monty as sentiment improved and all the financial sector charts were turning up. But here, with the market charts turning over the top, the market losing momentum and with the risk suddenly coming back into the market, very happy to have sold Macquarie as it is. Is the stock's down 0.4% today, so it hasn't really worried it at all. They do have results coming up next Friday. Sorry, not this Friday, the Friday after, so Friday week. They're a bit of a risk, and I was tossing up whether to be in or out of them over the results. It's obviously a moment of risk, and I think with the market trend just turning a bit more negative, we need to be swimming with the tide, not hoping for the tide. So that's just tipped us over the top to sell Macquarie today. Henry thinks that's the right thing to do as well, thinks there's a bit of a risk that their outlook will be similar to Bank of Queensland's, which caused a sharp fall in Bank of Queensland last week, similar to Bank of Queensland saying basically there are mortgage wars going on, it's challenging outlook. And if we get that sort of thing from Macquarie, it's probably going to dampen any sort of reaction to the results, even if they are good. So there we go, out of Macquarie. That means our portfolio in Macquarie only is up from $100,000, nominal $100,000, to $105,792 in 42 days. So we've got another 320 days to play with to try and triple or quadruple that. 
We need it to be fairly stress-free. This was a very stress-free trade. I think it's going to be a slightly more volatile week ahead for Macquarie. Our other portfolios, or my other portfolios, in the ideas portfolio, as I say, bank sector not really fussed too much by what happened in the US. It could develop, though. We'll see. It's unlikely to develop more positively, but we've got results from the banks kicking off next week. ANZ, Westpac, NAB, we're in the money on all those dividend strips at the moment. Happy to just let them run for the moment. CPI number hasn't really hurt or helped. Short-term sector trend looks okay, so still holding the three dividend strips. With the market just looking a little bit shabby, I'm not rushing to add anything at the moment. In the main strategy portfolio, which is more medium-term rather than short-term, we're fully invested. Everything's shaded off a little bit today. We need to worry about our 60% exposure to the US markets. Don't want the US markets tipping over. But the good news is that both Microsoft and Google have had results after hours. This is a big week for results this week in the US and for big tech in particular. Microsoft and Google or Alphabet have both had results and they are up 5 and 6% after hours. So we should start out okay tonight in the US. And the NASDAQ futures are, having seen an almost 2% drop in the NASDAQ last night, the NASDAQ futures are up 1.4%. So maybe it'll be okay. Fed meeting next Tuesday, of course. RBA meeting next Tuesday. Fed decision on Wednesday. Thursday morning our time. So that's about that from me today. In Henry's take today, he is lamenting the loss of momentum in the resources sector. If you go into the commodities news section on Reuters, it's all pretty downbeat, it's got to be said. Citigroup have downgraded iron ore price forecasts. Iron ore prices, by the way, are at a four-month low. Citigroup's doing a bit of what I call backcasting, which is where they react to reality rather than actually forecast something that hasn't happened yet. So they've downgraded their iron ore price forecast from $120 to $100 a tonne. Chinese demand has seemingly stalled. And this is the theme at the moment, the Chinese reopening trade or the recovery in the Chinese economy after abandoning COVID zero this year seems to have run out of steam and is described by a number of people as unsustainable. The Chinese GDP numbers for the first quarter last week were better than expected, but it was largely thanks to the services sector rather than the manufacturing sector. The property market remains weak and without them building the iron ore price and the steel appetite is going nowhere. And Citibank say, without meaningful stimulus, any major turnaround in steel demand will be delayed. Steel mills in China have taken this flat spot as an opportunity to do maintenance. There's an enormous number of steel mills now doing maintenance. And the resources sector, if you look at the chart, is just tipped over the top. Again, short-term stuff. But the vibe, not good. And the other issue, of course, is the lithium price going nowhere. Henry's got a lithium update today. Negative vibes from the electric vehicle market again as Musk cuts entry-level EV model prices. You've got the Chilean government, Chilean government, trying to nationalise their lithium industry. They are the they hold the second largest reserves in the world, and there are suggestions that. Argentina and Bolivia may follow Chile in trying to nationalise the sector. A money grab now that it's hot to trot. Read Henry's section updating us all on that. The other obvious thing today is mineral resources is down 11% today. They cut full year production guidance for their mining services division, have had delays at their key project. 
Sales of lithium spodumene concentrate and battery chemicals are going to be at the lower end of full-year guidance. They've seen a big jump in spodumene production costs as well. Production fell in the last quarter and full-year production guidance has been cut. Not what you want to see from a sector driven more by sentiment than earnings, although it has to be said mineral resources does have earnings. PE of only 11.5 times, dropping to 7 times, and even has a yield 4.12% of the moment. Henry's on the call on Ausbiz tomorrow. Hopefully you saw my video in the weekend email on Ausbiz talking about the one-stock portfolio. Other little stories, Sinlay Milk has lowered profit guidance and dropped 21% today. A2 Milk down 4% in sympathy. Those were the days, weren't they, where we could make a fortune out of something as basic as milk powder. Share price of Sinlay Milk, which is SM1, code New Zealand stock, down 21% today. Share price now $1.52. Five years ago, that stock was at $12. A2 Milk was $18, now $5.50. Kogan up 12.5% today. They announced a buyback and sales numbers. Consumer confidence numbers came in a bit weaker than expected today. Australian consumer confidence numbers. The Fed publishes a report on the Silicon Valley bank collapse this week. I have an article in the newsletter today, which is my Money Magazine article this month, called The Oprah Diet. Have a read of that. It's about sharing your financial information with other people and in so doing, lifting the collective financial knowledge of everybody involved, which is something Oprah did with her America's Debt Diet, which I think is on a DVD. 2008, that was. Anyway, have a read of that. In the technical scans, Damien has done it today. Uh, Just to note, sell signals on the ASX 100 and on resources stocks, pretty predictable stuff. FMG with a sell signal at the moment. Gold also has a sell signal and a buy signal on Kogan. It's actually quite a pretty buy signal bouncing right on support. Would you dare buy Kogan? Volatile earnings, no yield. Good luck. Not a quality stock, I think you would say. Up 13% today. Right, that's about that. As I leave you, as I say, NASDAQ futures very healthy after the Alphabet and Microsoft after hours results. Our market was down 37 on the open this morning. It just got back into positive territory, now down five points. The CPI number, as Henry and I have concluded, bit of a yawn, but a bit of a yawn is better than terrible, has to be said. Resources on the nose. Macquarie's been sold, sitting in cash in that portfolio. That's the news of the day. You have a fabulous day and we'll be back tomorrow.